0: shut your mouth, Akon. I'm not getting over it because it happened. (laughs) It's still happening. Like you said, first. systemic racism still here. I'm not going to just stop talking about it. It's still affecting me today. So why would I stop talking about it? And no, I'm not going leaving Senegal or leaving America to go to Senegal because my forefathers built this country with the sweat of their brow on free labor and the blood on their backs from being whipped in in the fields.
1: What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co host Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind.
2: Well, I guess it's uh, only right for me to start off with these two things. One, Kamala. Two, our most cherished treasure. Just want to make sure that y'all know I can say that when I'm not on the apple pie. Moonshine.
1: Uh, Well, I'm on this French connection, so I make no promises.
2: Other than that, man, I'm going to keep it real brief, man. Just real quick, I want to give a shout out to the podcast, What I'd Like to Tell People, with the hosts Rachel and Hannah Vickers. Uh, they have invited us to come on, so uh, we have graciously graciously accepted, so we should be doing that next week. So we hope that's a lot of fun. We want to thank you ladies for the invite, and we can't wait to come on there. want you guys to check that podcast out because we'll be on an upcoming episode of that. That and 2020 is so crazy, man. I just want to know who had the Master P versus Monica bingo slot on their 2020 bingo card because... Apparently, they beefing over C. Murder. Did y'all see that? Monica was trending? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Yes. So, Monica has reached out to Kim Kardashian to try to help C. Murder get out of jail. And somewhere along the lines, uh, I guess C. Murder is coming out with a book. I don't know a whole lot, but I think he's coming out with a book where he's kind of like bashing the family. And so, P jumped in there and told Monica, She's falling for the jail talk and um another woman jumped in, Monica made it seem like she's the only chick that's been visiting C Murder and the chick is like Monica, who man's a whole lot of like soap opera type bs but just the fact that Monica and Master P are going at it just lets you know what kind of year this <laughs> is, bro.
1: Well, her her well Brandon, Master P might drop a diss track then, you know what I'm saying? That that's the world we live in.
2: Oh man!
1: I don't know, man. That, that's crazy.
2: So that's all like, that's I, I did all not got see me. that. Yeah. I did not
1: see that coming. But you know, I don't keep up with popular culture, culture like that. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: speaking of popular culture, um y- y'all, Pritchard mayoral race.
2: Oh, it's going God. Man, God.
0: <laughs>
2: man. They famous, yo. It, famous! It.
0: <laughs> he made the shade room. Catch yeah. Me it in the Streets
1: was running for mayor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what basically what it is.
0: Can I, can
2: I just say this, Rozzy? I know this is your your uh, top of the show segment, but this is no shade on anybody, but just seeing the people that say they would vote for... What's his name? Reginald Davis? Is that his name? The dude that threw no to slap the other candidate People watched the uh, debate and it was like, you know, he 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 had some great ideas and he was talking about some good things. I see how people vote for Trump now. Like, that's no shade. I'm not I'm not dissing them or anything like that. It's just that for the longest I didn't understand why. But I get it now. And like, I guess when people have such low expectations of you and then you get on stage and you can form a sentence and make a coherent thought and you exceed those expectations that people have for you, they say, hey, okay, I'll vote for you. So I
1: And you're entertaining.
2: Yeah, exactly. So And I just was baffled with how many people that said he did a great job, but that's how it happens. Did you guys catch the live stream? I watched about the, five minutes of it. Yeah, that, that was tragic. The whole thing.
1: I just, I don't know. My heart goes out to the city of Pritchard. I hope you guys get a good uh, mayor and that he or, sh- or he leads you in the right direction. Um, Cause there was a lot going on at the debate. So,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm just not ready for it. And then on top of that, it's 2020 is going to 2020. We got two hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico for the first time in history.
1: They're all headed my way. I feel like they converge at my house. <laughs> like there was a, you know, like they're going to intersect right <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's, I can't deal with that right now. Part of me is thinking about Uh, I never evacuated for a hurricane type of situation, but I might do it this time. Just because.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you're looking to come to Birmingham, come to Birmingham, hang out. You all, you're more than welcome. So, you know, got a room for y'all. So y'all can do that if you're, if you're looking to evacuate Houston. Um, but that's really all I got, man. I'm excited about the Snyder Cut came out or the trailer for the Snyder cut of justice league came out. So DC had their like, you know, annual event and and they're dropping all the trailers and everything. Um, Wonder Woman, 1982 or four, whatever it is, actually looks pretty good. 84. Uh, 84. So that looks pretty good, but the Snyder cut trailer looks really good. Apocalypse looks awesome in it. So, um, I'm kind of excited about it. HBO max may, may do something good with that. So that's pretty much all I got right now.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna try to keep it light. So, a few things going on. Just found out that, um, well, Legend of Core started streaming last Friday, last yes. Saturday. Sky has already made it through the first round and is on her second round. She, as you predicted, Rosie, likes Legend of Core better than um the last airbender which is sh- shocking i felt like it was be a little too deep or advanced for her but mm, she's she's in love with it she's probably in her room watching it right now
0: yeah netflix is killing it man they got um the project power Where just came I guess, out
1: i got 18 minutes left so i'm gonna finish that up after we finish uh this this show
0: yeah it's really, really good. So Jamie Foxx, he killed it in that. Um, the the young lady that's in it. I mean, she's a good actress. Um, you know, I don't know if she wrote the stuff for the rap part of it, but even her rhymes are OK in it. So it's it's just a, a good, fun movie for you. Is she you. better than, uh, she she better than your
1: favorite? Your, the goat, Silk the Shocker?
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's she's way better than Silk. Like Uh I said, I I didn't say Silk could rap. I said (laughs) Silk (laughs) was trying to do what DMX was able to do. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
1: So it was like it was like a rap game of horse.
0: Yeah. So he, yeah. Exactly.
1: He he he, he shot it. He, this this was his attempt, and is like, oh, I like that. Let me go ahead and run with it. Okay.
0: Let me show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Got so, it. Man. Oh, Got it. and for the um the gamers out there though, there's a documentary on Netflix now called High Score. I Saw that. That's yeah, actually that. really good, man. It's really good. I watched it. I'm on uh the fourth episode now. And they're talking about like Street Fighter and uh, Mortal Kombat and everything. So talking about how that came about. Then they went into RPGs and how those first person shooters and how Doom was the first one that really kind of did it. Man, it's, it's so for a gamer like me, I'm just like loving the history of it all. So,
1: so quick question. What was the first video game that you were like, oh, man, that sh- looks real and go. It looks, what, it's, what do you mean by real
0: or like, like really super it, engrossed it in it? Matter. Like it
1: doesn't matter. was like the graphics at that time seemed so advanced yeah. that you were like, this
2: is dope. There was a game that uh, I didn't get very far on it. And I don't even know if it was a, that great of a game. But it was like called Final Fantasy 7 or 6 or something like that. 7? Yeah, 7. 7 was a big one that everybody yeah, got
0: on. It, yeah, I was like,
1: This show that was like nineteen ninety what that was that was way
0: ninety two ninety three I think uh, Final Fantasy seven came out somewhere in there.
1: What about you, Razzy?
0: I mean, I'm I'm an old school gamer. Back when, like, I was playing Leisure Suit Larry on the yeah, exactly. Nobody even knows what Leisure Leisure Suit Larry is, but um, yeah, it was like on the PC. (laughs) So I was playing all those old school PC (laughs) games. That looks real to you. It, it actually was pretty, I know it was cartoony or whatever, but I mean, if you want to talk about realism, I think Mortal Kombat was the first one. They used digitized images. So that looked like super real. But when you talk about like engrossing <laughs> yourself in it, I, I I did. I played Doom for a good while. Um, but you guys remember uh, 007, GoldenEye? Yeah, but that was- That, that was like the, the first person shooter. But then you had like those cutscenes and double dribble. That was like. There sh-
1: you go. There you go. <laughs> y'all act like double drip. Like y'all went trying to do your best to have that little white boy dunk the ball. <laughs> I got all the people in the world. This white dude dumping a dunking a ball going behind the back. I'm like, bruh, Did you see <laughs> yeah. that? Like yeah, I like- was a, all sixteen bits of it like I was so amazed.
0: <laughs> that was still 8 bits. That's the crazy part about it. They did that with 8 bits, yeah, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. Byron like, over here with uh uh Final Fantasy 7.
2: Well, you asked yeah, for video games stuff. I'm talking about, like I'm just saying but to me
1: that was when I saw that, like it to me it just cuz I played Atari. I played, you know, Klekovijin Cole- like all that stuff and when you saw that that cutscene, it just seemed so real. Like at that time period, it was just kind of the first time I was amazed by graphics on a video game. And you, I'm gonna correct you when you're to my Street Fighter. I think I want to say there was a game called Pit Fighter that came out before Street Fighter that had that, that, that was more realistic. Well, that, to me, was that first realistic fighter game. So I digress. Silent
2: Hill was dope too. Was I that? don't know if you ever played that Silent Hill. It's kind of like yeah, Walking Dead before Walking yeah. Dead.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember
0: yeah, Silent that. Hill was really good, man. Yeah. Like all those games, like that. But I mean, I played I like when I talk about like games, games, I was all on Dune, uh, RuneScape, like like hardcore RPGs and stuff like that. Like I was Final Fantasy Seven. I played Final Fantasy Three. Like, I was on it back when it was on Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Final Fantasy VII, I think, came out on the Super I think Nintendo? think it was Super
2: Nintendo. Or was yeah. it PlayStation 1? It was one of them.
0: So, yeah, it might have been on PlayStation. Yeah. So, that's, that's you know, how advanced that one was but versus, you know, all those types of games. So, Dragon Quest and Dragon Age went back before it got good. So, and now, like, you know, PlayStation Five's coming out and everything, and and Graphics are so much better, but for the old school gamers, man, we we live through it actually, us seeing it, like these huge advancements. So it, it's just yeah. cool to watch, man. I mean, it's a good documentary.
1: Yeah. I mean, our nerd moments are coming out because I remember I, there was a post I, I, I think, reposted. I tagged uh, my cousin in the Marquise. It was about all these. It was like you know they had those little I guess chips where you can uh, download all these games. And it had like all the wrestling games. And I remember uh, the first WWE game with like Bam Bam Bigelow and that dude was out there doing cartwheels and stuff. I thought that was the dopest. But I think wrestling that might have been the first. I think it was just a game called wrestling. You had to like the dude like named Star and all that stuff.
0: Star Man, yeah. Star That was that was, yeah. that
1: was that was the the that was that was deep. But um. I'm going to finish this up with my, I guess my TV moments, whatever the case may be, things to watch. Jess got word that the Thundercats are on Hulu. Yes. (laughs) Like if you don't take anything else from this show, Thundercats on Hulu. So uh, I think I'm going to start watching the Thundercats with Sky and see how she, how she likes it. Like, I just want to sit there and see her reactions. Like, huh? 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 Told you. (laughs) And I might disown her if she doesn't like it, though. But it is what it is. So, so it, it's we hard because to,
0: you know Thundercats has been rebooted like six times. Like They've is, tried so many times to reboot Thundercats, and and a lot of folks don't know about most of them. You know, there was two big reboots, but there were, nothing can stand up to the original man. It's yeah, just it was so just,
1: good. yeah. And did y'all know uh, that the dad from the Cosby Show played Panthro, like?
0: Oh, he voiced them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The granddaddy, um, like, Bill, Bill, you know, Bill dad. Bill's
1: the dad. Bill's yeah, dad, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Bill's Bill, you know. The, yeah. But, uh, but uh, since we've, you know, pubbed everybody else and they got free advertisement, let's go ahead and do it for ourselves, fellas. Let's pay some bills.
2: The, the the star of the show is here.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, you ready?
1: Hey, Sophie, um, what's good with you? Hey.
0: Nothing. N-
1: nothing. What have you been up to?
0: Nothing.
1: Nothing. How was the first day of school? Good. Did you bring a apple for teacher, Daddy? Uh
0: no. Is he a good
1: Is he a good teacher? Yeah. Oh, he so sweet. I don't think so, he's but hey, cool. we, we can agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> so you you haven't get... even had him as a teacher yet. You cannot disagree or judge him. Oh,
1: Sophie, you're br- you're bringing up old stuff, Sophie. We're past that now. We're moving on. So, what do you, you have just for us today? Said
0: that. What do you mean, old Sophie, stuff? You're,
1: you're, you keep bringing up old stuff. Can we can we live and can we live in the now?
0: What
1: you got? Do you have a joke for us or not, Sophie?
0: I do. <laughs> Give me what you got,
1: Sophie. I think I'm gonna knock, figure knock, this one out.
2: Knock, knock. Who's there? Turnip. Turn up who? Turn up the volume.
0: It's too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: done, as usual, ma'am. Well, well, well done. <laughs> Take a bow, Sophie. Take a bow.
0: <laughs> Yay. Yeah. My dad almost made me do one that was very inappropriate.
1: Oh, with
2: a snitching <laughs> down mouth. We, we want to that one next
1: week. <laughs> she's straight told on you, you bro. Know, I love that little girl, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, your wife lives on through her. That spirit, like, just seeing her just makes me smile
0: every time I see her every week.
1: So, just you know, a happy kid. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, she's man. A, she's she's a, she's a keeper, bro. Don't throw away.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep her. Cause, I, don't like, know
1: about, I don't know about the other one, but you can keep you keep her.
0: Ollie a special breed. He's a special <laughs> kid, man. He uh, he just so laid back. It's it's so hard. But the, the funny thing is he is quite like I feel like he's gonna be that kid that is gonna be over in the corner jonesing on people all day long. Like, don't try to joke on Ollie because Ollie is hilarious. He just isn't isn't loud. So if you sit next to him and he'll just be talking about stuff, man. He 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 cracks jokes all day long, so it's it's funny. It's just the introvert on him, man. He is so introverted, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the hard part about me trying to get uh, him to yeah. to just be um, involved.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to see these personalities develop. Like Sky is a social butterfly. She loves everybody, loves everything. Um, very emotionally mature. TJ, I call him the Texas Tornado. I'm just waiting to see what happens with this dude because uh, he's a special one. And he's, (laughs) dude, that dude is freaking, he's huge. I mean, he's 14, he'll be 15 months this week. He's 31 pounds and a size six diaper. That's the biggest size Huggies makes. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying like um <laughs> and he's but he's but he's all boy you know mm-hmm. like I I don't really believe in gender roles and boys are different from girls but this little dude right here everything little boys are supposed to do that you hear that that's what he does yeah, yeah so I don't know but alright fellas let's get into the, the question part of the show so um how are y'all doing, by the way, man? I don't think I asked that.
2: Appreciate that, bro. I'm good. I'm just glad to be off work. I had to go in today uh, for a special house session, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm 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 prepping for the week. Um, you know, school started back, and and I did the remote learning again, uh, and so I'm just trying to get in the groove of the remote learning. Uh, first day of school was hard. First day of school was, you know, uh, being without Jenica and, and trying to make it special for the kids and them not actually going to school and everything like that. So that was that was just different and weird, but, um, you know, made it through. Made it a little bit special for them, got them, uh, let them go and pick outfits. And Sophie ended up with like an all black outfit with sparkles on it. So I was like, all right, um, I'm guessing you're going through a goth mode now. But, you know.
1: Sophie's the youngest goth in history.
0: (laughs) So, but it was still cute though, because it was like stars on it and stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just she wanted the the starry night type. Not full goth. Like it's still not goth. Goth is not
1: it's not fashion forward enough for her. Like, look, I'm gonna do this goth thing, but I still need to add my little sequins and, you know, sparkles. I think that's in the goth handbook. So it's just like, <laughs> she's like, she's faux goth,
0: you know, so full goth. There we go. There we go. So yeah, that was, that was, that was fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh school's good though. The the technology's actually working a lot better. They're using Google Classroom um this year versus I can't remember what they used last year or the last nine weeks of last year and Google Classroom works way better. So uh, I'm at least glad that the the technology is working and it's not as b- a big a lift because I'm technologically savvy. So it's not that bad for me regardless. I can figure it out. But I was just thinking like some of the the parents who aren't would have a big lift, and it'd be really hard for them. So I'm really glad they picked something that actually works better this time.
1: What What about you, Buff? When is uh jazz star school?
0: Uh, September 8th. We got to go. Okay, so same day schedule. We got to go Sky. pick up uh,
2: her iPad on Tuesday.
1: Okay, that's dope. Dope. So, and has uh, Tab recovered from Vegas? So she's still kind of in la la land.
2: Man, forget Vegas. I got to get her off uh, Instagram, dog, because she keeps looking at these celebrities with these expensive sneakers. As you know, I got her <laughs> the one pair in Vegas. Flex coming. Now she didn't saw another pair of the same brand, but it's like a different. Uh,
1: Are these the Dior's? Yes. So flexy. Yes. Flex. Flexy. Yes.
2: Flex. So flexy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I didn't say I Flex. got them. I said she wants them. <laughs> hey, you're, yeah, gonna get no, you're gonna yeah. get it. No, I'm not. I'm not getting those. I'm <laughs> get, re- get ready for Christmas dude, time. Dude, it's coming. I'm, I'm done. Even including <laughs> Christmas. No more gifts yeah, for me to Valentine's, <laughs> mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. all right, right.
0: right. right. okay, okay. As y'all get ready for Christmas, okay. we we'll
2: Mark my words.
1: <laughs> you know what? My bad, Tab. Now, now he's in his feeling. Him, him, in his feelings now. So he might. Not, he's not going to get him.
0: Just out of principle, now <laughs> <laughs> he got to prove us wrong.
1: <laughs> hey, don't tell I got oh,
0: you. I'm tapped out, man. I'm tapped out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, and I'm glad you guys are doing well. The reason I asked this question is I had a conversation with one of my online brothers earlier this week, and it was just talking about good news. So talking about 2020, you kind of, we all kind of have this screw you, f- you 2020 vibe.
2: It's a cuss word. 2020 is a cuss word.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. It has been. I just hope it ends with 2020, but that's a whole nother conversation. But it reminds me of something I said to you guys a few months back when I almost felt guilty for having good news or good things happening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just because I've seen so much turmoil and just, just, I mean, negativity this year. And I don't know if it's just mentally because we're just, we're all fascinated with the negativity that is, you know, if you look at the death toll, take out um, coronavirus victims and everything like that, it's the norm. It just happens to hit close to home this year. But, you know, there was a real part of me that felt guilty with sharing good news when when it came to work or anything, just because, you know, so many people are being laid off when there's some people that are thriving in their their careers right now. You know, some people are in really good situation when there's so much death and other stuff just going around that a lot of times people, you know, are scared to share. So. My, my question is two parts. First part is, what is the best news you've heard recently? And kind of elaborate how you heard that and, you know, and then. What is it about our culture that either we're scared to share good news, we we thrive on like the negativity, like trolling and stuff like that. Why is it so hard for people? Because I've talked to multiple people recently and they're like, dude, I'm scared to share good stuff because so much bad stuff is happening, people. So I guess that was a two part or whatever. Did y'all is that kind of clear how that well that question? Let me,
2: let me say what you're asking is real because I'll withhold names, but we know a common person that has literally told us when we have shared good news amongst our group of friends, they said they were going through a difficult time and they said, would you guys mind stop talking about that because I'm going through it right now and I don't want to hear about that. So I just want to let the listeners know what you're asking is a real thing. Like there are some people that feel that way when they're going through something. They don't want to hear the good news. I'm the opposite. I think Razio is the opposite. You know, after my mom Mm -hmm. passed, I wanted to hear good news, like with everything that was going on. Good news was great for me. Now, with that said, with your question, uh, I think the most recent good news I've heard, we, we just finished talking about Vegas. I took it personally because people took the risk to come out there and celebrate with Tabitha and I. It was my personal mission that no one got sick with COVID. Like I purposely planned outdoor events. Like we had a little uh, a little gift that we gave everybody a gift packet that literally included like sanitizers, bleach wipes, mask. Like we were serious about it. Uh, we also had liquor in there, too. But uh, <laughs> 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 but it was serious. So like um, from the from the moment the last person left, which was on Tuesday of that week. You know, I waited to that following Tuesday. I was checking in on them, like, yo, how's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? And now that it's been like over two weeks now, me and Tablet are kind of breathing like, you know, no one got sick. So that was very important to me. So the fact that no one got sick is my most recent good news. Why people are hesitant to share good news? I would say for a couple of reasons. For one, people are superstitious. They don't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as I share it, something's going to go bad. They also know that people get jealous. And the last thing you want to do is share your news with someone. And you can kind of feel when someone is trying to be happy for you, but they're really not. And, and I think sometimes people don't want to go through that. And, and the, I think the third reason is you see a lot of people on social media that always say, you know, make your moves in silence. Don't don't let it. Don't let everyone know what you're doing. I think sometimes people pick up that mentality, too, and say, hey, this is great news, but I got much further to go. So maybe I'll wait till I get to that that end game of my mission before I start really sharing. Or or maybe I'll just wait till it's so recognizable. I don't even have to share. it. You're going to come to me and say, oh, man, I know you was doing X, Y and Z. So those are my little thoughts on that.
1: Do you think people are more hesitant to share this year because of everything that's going on or is just maybe I'm, I'm looking too much into it?
2: No, that's possible. That's very possible because a lot of people have lost loved ones. A lot of people have uh, had loved ones get sick. Uh, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Like we always talk about the death that this year has caused, but a lot of people have lost their their everyday lifestyle. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of bad news to go around and so you can't be hesitant to share good news when it's going on like that.
1: you got camera.
0: Um so most recent good news, like Byron talked about um that Vegas trip. So funny story, my my covid scare. I was telling, we were in Vegas and I was telling the story yeah. of uh, how, you know, I thought I had COVID, uh, but it really ended up being gas. So uh, yeah, This is real. <laughs> this is real, <random>, man. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I had, uh, so I ate a bad pork chop. Uh, and yes, Allison, I'm telling the pork swan, chop story. Uh, so I, I had cooked a pork chop like a week and a half earlier and it was just in the uh, refrigerator. And and all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to eat a pork chop sandwich. So I ate, I ate the pork chop. It was actually, it tastes pretty good, uh, but uh, gave me a little light food poisoning. And uh, and so, you know, a lot, along with food poisoning, a lot of times comes uh, real bad gas. And the gas was so bad that I could hardly breathe. You know how it's like right up under your uh, diaphragm, and so you can barely breathe. I was like, I can't breathe. And I had been hurt, nursing a cough for probably four weeks, three weeks at that point, Uh, but it's seasonal allergies. I know what it is and it happens all the time. So I wasn't really worried about the cough, but um, then I couldn't breathe on top of that. And so um, I was like, oh, Lord, I I got the COVID. I got the COVID.
1: (laughs) Is the COVID replacing the gout now? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think he got the gout. I you know, that I got the gout. You, the, when you so, had the in front of it, and black is is now in black culture. It's been a yeah, yeah. black culture <laughs> puts the in front of anything, and that's and so, how that's we've accepted.
0: So it it was it was bad, man. I I could barely breathe, but uh, then I took some Gas X and uh, you know, passed it, and uh, it was good. I could breathe again, so I was good. But I I, I say all that to say, I got back and I still had that cough. And, um, so we had traveled, we traveled, you know, to Greg's funeral. So I had been traveling a lot and I was really Houston. worried and everything. I'd been to Houston to pick up Haley's car and, um, that cough was still there. And so I was just like, you know, I'm going to go get tested. And so I went last Sunday, got a test and, um, I did the three to five day tests where, you know, it's not the, uh, fast turnaround, Bro, when I say waiting <laughs> on those results, it's like
1: <laughs> like that it, thing it is, back in the day. Like yeah,
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like all your, right, your, all You right. got
1: your annual <laughs> test, and you like
0: yeah, you got your, <laughs> the annual HIV test. You're like oh, Okay, it's like, good. okay. Like, you know. All right. right, I made it. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so Thursday I got the call back, and um, you know, if y'all can see like,
1: Byron's face laughing at us, <laughs> because my, my my good friend Byron got married at a very young age and was able to avoid <laughs> a lot of the. The uh, challenges that <laughs> Rosy and I had with dating and getting married.
2: Not only that, uh, man, I thought about a Chris Rock joke too. When he <laughs> he said, "Passed my age test, got a 75.
0: He said, that thing in the fridge." Like it was like a, a project. <laughs> my clean. bad, bro. keep what? going. So no, man. So that's that. That was the good news for me. Um, and then on top of that, I want to uh, shout out. Uh, we talked about Melvin. And and Pearl, uh, the twins came home, so uh, both of them are home now. Bryce Brandon, we appreciate all the 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 prayers that everybody uh, gave uh, to the family, um, and it, it was just huge to hear that they they're both home. So that was that was some really good news. And like like Byron said, I'm one that I like hearing the good news because I, we've dealt with so much. Uh, I'm still dealing. And so those moments of light help. And so I appreciate hearing those. So that, that was the really good news. As far as why people are hesitant to share, I think it's a little bit of what Byron said, but I think it's also, a lot of times people look at the end goal and we, we aren't very good at celebrating the small milestones. We aren't very good at celebrating the small wins. We want the ultimate end goal all the time. So it might not be that they're just not sharing the wins. Like Byron said, it's they're still looking towards the the end goal, the ultimate end goal instead of saying this one step gets me closer and it's a big deal. Uh because I was like that. Like when I when I graduated with my master's degree, I literally was like, "Meh, no big deal." Like when when Thanks. I was like one of the youngest (laughs) branch managers at my company. I was like, man, no big deal. Like all these things that I was doing in my life, like I was hitting these milestones and, and really being successful and I never thought about celebrating them. And so it it may be a little bit of that too. I think a lot lot of folks just aren't thinking that they're making strides and they're, the things that they're doing are a big deal. So they aren't sharing it. Uh, And folks, I'll tell you, It's a big deal. If it celebrate that pay raise, I don't care if it's two percent. That's still more money than you had last year. You know what I mean? Celebrate that promotion, even if it's just a small promotion or whatever. Celebrate and make a big deal out of it. Because that means that's more than what you're doing, and that's one step closer to whatever your ultimate goal is. Celebrate the small milestones. And with that, if you only have a, a vision that's really far off, you need to break that down into small milestones uh, so that you have a plan. Um, So I I can't remember the saying, it's like a vision broken down into milestones is a roadmap and a roadmap broken down into tasks is a plan. So make a plan guys like, and then celebrate when you hit those steps and those tasks in the plan.
1: Great advice as usual, Razi. That's why I rocks with you, man. I mean, you guys said a mouthful, man. I, I don't know if I was looking at it very granular and just thinking like this year that I'm not hearing people, because I feel like social media in the past was so many, full of so many people boasting everything, their trips, their accolades, you know, everything. And this year, I feel like it's been very just docile. I feel like it's just been very quiet where people are, I know everybody's not, I'm not gonna say suffering. But, I mean, there's some things going going on that are good. You know, I was talking to, like I said, I was talking to a friend. He's like, man, I've been trying to lose weight and get in a shape. But I was, you know, I just didn't even feel like telling anybody because I just felt like, you know, for one, like you said, your small accomplishments aren't big. But is just like I didn't want to brag on anything, like, because I know so many people out there are hurting. And I've been in those situations where, you know, you feel like the world is imploding on you. Like everybody else is doing well. And then there's you. Um, So I'm gonna start with the best news. I I guess it was the same with you, Razi. It's just uh, my cousin, Melvin and his, uh, his better half Pearl have their, their second son made it home this past week. And that reminds me follow Pearl on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel talking about her journey being a mother and having uh, two children. As you guys knew, may or may not know, they were both born at 25 weeks. I think she said one pound, 14 ounces, which is, and they they were in the hospital for six months and they just made it home. Uh, I think Brandon made it home about a month ago and Bryce made it home this past week. And they're just blessings. And then when I say these guys have been through it, they've been through more surgeries and situations than I I care to count. And just that it's not just they made it home. It's they're able to turn over a new leaf, begin a new chapter of their life. You know, there were so many times that where I know talking to Melvin, they thought this was it. You know, like there were so many times he would be like, Fellas, if we can make it through the next two days, we're good. You know, we, we, they, they didn't know. And so just to hear that and hear the pain and somebody to go through those things and come out on the end at a good spot uh, really touched base with me. And I and I, and I love to hear that. And it made me feel good. Actually, it, it had me choked up for a second because I just it was so many times i like, man, I just can't take anything else. I just don't want to hear anything. I I needed these kids to make it. Not just for them, for myself, you know. Like so, I just needed that. I just can't take anything that drastic to innocent babies, to two good people, you know. During this, you know. So, and I say all that because I think it's just, I think people are scared. For me, like I was saying, my friend was said he was scared to share good news. He's scared to share accomplishments. I don't know if it's just a 2020 thing or what you were saying, Razi. A lot of times we're scared to celebrate our small wins. And it might be because now when you put it out there, the world is judging you. They're they're kinda you're on the clock now. Like, okay, you made this announcement, what's next? Like, you know, you're the youngest branch manager. You know, what does that mean? You know, how big is your branch? Um, and I say all this to say people don't be scared to share, don't be scared to celebrate. I think there's people like myself and my my co-hosts on here that need to hear good news, that need to know there's still good going on in the world because between the the police brutality, the deaths in the street, um this coronavirus thing, the president of the US being complete idiot we need to hear something good. We need to hear something that's close to home that makes us realize that this isn't just a, a fluke year, you know, that 2020 doesn't have us. So um I'm going to get off my soapbox on that, man. I just really wanted to touch that, you know, Don't Worry, Be Happy. I actually played that song after I got off the phone with my LB the other day, just because uh it reminded me like, hey, there's there's still good in the world. And at the end of the day, we're trying to make it to – we're just trying to take it day by day, make it to the next day, and make it to next year, and hopefully things change up. Anything I left off on that, fellas? Anything you guys want to add? Well, who's up next?
2: We get the brother, Rozzy, since I went first last week. Cool, cool.
1: If you hear any clinking of uh, ice, that to be me this year, this 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 <laughs> podcast.
2: Did, did anyone count mine last week? Because I think Kristen said she was up to what? Was it seven or –
1: I kinda five. Okay. <laughs> I kinda five. So I, I've been trying to mute myself, but I haven't been doing a good job.
0: Uh, I'll try to get them out this time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Hold on, let me My glasses I... it, so it matters not. All right. <sighs> so I'm about to uh have y'all like cry? Really uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Um, probably. Mm-hmm. So, I hear a lot about people questioning, are people born gay? Are they, does society make them gay? Does, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. But, so I want to flip it a little bit, and I want to ask you guys, do you think
2: people are born straight? Because
0: you know all this, all this talk about society and 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 male, female, this, that, and the other. But it, is it nature versus nurture? Is the question the, the are you born straight, or are you born and society tells you you're straight and trains you to be straight?
2: Wow, this will be my shortest answer in history. Yes, you're born straight. Go ahead,
1: <laughs> oh man, that's a damn good question, Rosie. Uh I wanna think I want to go with Byron just because we 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 I think we the progressiveness in me says, okay, people are born gay, they're born straight, so it's not a life choice or something like that. So it's nothing that, you know, you fault people for or, you know, their differences or whatever the case may be. But I mean it it could be one of those things where we're just taught, like, "Hey, accept this as it is." And I don't know. I mean, that's a damn good question. Um, damn, that's a good question.
2: So, Rosie, why don't you go and uh, and, uh, and we'll see if Ferg has something after.
0: Well, I it short answer for me too is yes. I I I do think. You're you're born straight. What I think is you're born straight and society reinforces it and so you never question it. And the issue comes in again is I think people are born gay too. So which is why it's very easy for me to say, Yes, you're born mm-hmm. straight. So that's why I wanted an answer on it, but I gotta follow up if <laughs> Yeah, because <so>, <laughs> Cause it's weird. I
1: mean, when you ask the question, it's just like, is and let's be just me being devil's advocate, and I know that's a cop out. I think we talked about that before. Where you know, like, let's say we we all were monotheistic, we're believing in God. So it's like, okay, straight, 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 gay, straight, 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 gay, straight, 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 straight. Like, do you think like that's what's happening, or you just happen to you're born? and life just gives you what you get. Like, it is what it is. Like, you're you know, I don't think six-month-old Byron was like, look at that little thick-ass baby over there next. You know, like, I don't it's, I don't even think... Five, is there an attraction? Five-year-old old Byron was. Five-year-old <laughs> Byron was. Actually, three-year-old Ferg was because nah.
0: But, uh... Yeah, yeah, I was four. I got in trouble at preschool for, like, trying to lay down with the girls. Yeah, my first crush was, was on a girl named Cara
2: Brown, man. She went to La matter of fact.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. My first crush, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm almost certain, and we're about to go probably get in trouble with it. I think Coco, I want to say Nicole Stevens, stayed across the street from me. I want to, I'm, I'm trying to make this happen. I feel like uh, she stayed across the street from where I grew up when, uh, when we stayed across the street from Herschel. And we went to the same daycare. i am actually reach out to her and see if she went to Miller's Daycare. I need to confirm this story or not and figure out if it's the truth. Because her house was right before me. So they would pick us up on a daycare van, they would put her in it in her seat and then put me next to her. And it was something about that little girl right there that I was like, I like her. And I used to give her my uh my chocolate milk. For when I like chocolate milk. But she liked chocolate milk. And I used to give my chocolate milk in daycare. That's a smooth move. I don't know right how down, I remember this. I might have been like, <laughs> this is before I moved to Dallas. I moved to Dallas when I was like four. And so three or four. So I remember that. Like, I've always, you know, <laughs> but, just like. But
0: here, here's the issue with this. At three to four, children's bodies are almost identical. hmm Right? hmm So other than the genitalia. So they're almost identical. So for a four-year-old boy to say, I like a four-year-old girl, is that nature or is that nurture where I like her style, the clothes they put on her, the way they style her hair? Like, what is it that a four-year-old boy would want from a four-year-old girl to be like, I like her?
2: I don't know.
1: So I don't know, I think, that, I think that's, that's the question that be, of the whole nature versus... That might, the be, part. Versus, that's <laughs> that the might be the nurture
0: part. That's the question. That's why it makes it hard. You, you, you had two
1: friends. You had Byron and you had Cara. Uh, but it was acceptable for you to like Cara. Byron's just your friend. I like Byron. No, Byron's your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't like Byron. Byron's your... No, I like... No, Byron's your friend. So... Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's a good question, man. I We always talk about we always talk about the, the, the exceptions to the rule, but we never talk about how the rule became the rule. If
2: mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It, it, it's still yes in nature for me. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, 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 I want to believe yes, but it's just like, is there something that we just we just never thought about? Yeah. You know, um... Whoa. Whoa.
0: And, my, and and I, I preface this. I, I knew we would have a short answer. I, I thought we would have a short answer on this part. Um, I use this to tee up my my second part of this question. This is anything about WAP?
1: I just wanted to since that's a common topic. I know people be able so to spend so it as a WAP.
0: This, this goes back to my one night trans conversation a little bit. Here we go. So if it's nature and you're saying, I'm born liking females, right? Yeah, okay. So, I like women. What is it about women that you like? And, so, is it, if it's, I like breasts, I like hips, I like this. So, a lot of trans women Guys that become women, uh, I, I I never could I never can remember which one is which, but I think it's trans women, the guys who become women, and they go get augment- augmented or whatever to look exactly like a woman. How can you say you're not attracted to a trans woman if they look exactly like a woman?
2: You you want to go or? <laughs> yeah, you you started, so I'm gonna just let you go. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, I, I just want to go back to the first answer. So for me, like I said, my first crush was on Carl Brown, but my first I guess I don't I don't think she ever became my girlfriend, but she kissed me on my cheek, Letitia Dixon in first grade. And I just remember like liking her before she even did that and like when I sat next to her. I just had this feeling that you don't get when you sit next to your male friends. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just naturally different. Couldn't even put my hand on. I just knew that I liked the attention from her in a different way than I did with my boys. So if you want to fast forward to the second part of your question, how I I I can't explain the how. I just know that it's there. I just know that for me I am attracted to women and you know, even if a man goes and gets augmented and is, is passing for a woman, you know, if I know that you've been a man, that's not what I'm attracted to. And that's not what, that's not what I want. Um, And also I'll say this too, the second part of my answer because I answered so quickly by saying, yes, I do believe people can change so you can be born straight and society can play an influence to where you decide to, you know, dabble in homosexuality and you find out, you know what? I I like this. I kind of like this. Just like uh, anything else. So for some people, I guess that happens too. So the answer really, it, it can be both. I do think people are born gay. I do think people are born straight, but there are certain things or certain experiences that can change their, their mind and say, Hey, you know what? Now I like this. So everything's on the board, but for Byron, I,
0: I like women. Uh, anything else <laughs> you want to say about
1: that, not. Byron? Like, <laughs> you, you're, so you're saying you go on record saying you like women? Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I, I, I like. Men. I just want to throw that out. Yeah,
2: bro, yeah. Just, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I'm like you on that. Like, it's something about you know the natural female form. Like, and I'm I, and I try to be transparent because that's part of the reason I wanted to have the show is let's say there is a transgendered and I'm gonna go with you rising and say female. I think that's right. That can pass for a cis female. If knowingly, you know, like you could, cause attraction is just the initial attraction is physical. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. this person is attractive, but once you find out That this person was not born a female. And I think that's where society comes in saying, hey, Doug, you got to make a decision here. Either you're okay going off of just physical looks, or there's a part of you that says, I'm not going past this societal norm. And I think that's where a lot of people fall is like, nope, can't do it. And I'm one of those, "Mm -mm, nope, can't do it. You know, like it's just that way. Like I prefer at the end of the day, a woman who was born as a woman, looked like a woman, has always identified as a woman, and is fully accepted as a woman. I think that clears all, you know, and it's nothing against other people because they, you know, if they are attracted to women and this this trans trans female looks like a woman and they are okay with just a physical attraction and they decide to go past social norms, then more power to them. I'm not there yet. That's just not me. You know, uh, not judging either party is just that's how I am. I think society plays a part in that. So, you know, but as Byron stated again, I like women, all woman, always been a woman, Uh woman on the birth certificate, all that good stuff. So <laughs>
0: y'all, y'all, everybody, y'all got, y'all got to see, it. They, they sweating bricks. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I mean, the thing is I'm, I'm I, I like women too. So let's, 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 the trifecta of that, um, there, but I, it's just difficult for me because like you said, that initial attraction may be there until you'd be like, oh, oh, you used to be a man. Wait a minute. Uh, and now I, I got to make that choice whether I'm willing to go past that. I'm not willing to go past that because, you know, I, I like sex and there there's some things that just ain't the same I would assume uh there so that <laughs> that that for me is why I probably can't go past that <laughs> but I, it just it, it's not there for me I can't go past that once I know but to say that a a trans female that is presenting exactly like a cis female I'm not attracted to like if I can't tell the difference I'm sorry the thing is if I can't tell the difference I might be like oh she's fine until I figure it out. Like and and I I think that's okay and that's that's really why I asked the question is because I wanted the listeners to understand and and think through that process and be okay with being like she's fine. Did
1: something happen in Vegas? No,
0: no, no, no. It, it's I, I saw a couple Facebook posts talking about it. I just felt
1: like it was a perfect time when we talked about Vegas, earlier. Yeah. Really.
0: I know, I know. No, nah, it, it, it's just one of those things, man, that, like, listeners, stop. Because that is a part of homophobia, is, like, a lot of people will get mad either at themselves or at the trans female that because has they're been, attracted to them initially. That
1: has been great great tie-in because the the violence against trans females has come from a lot of males who were initially attracted yep. and then felt like they were betrayed or whatever. They felt they felt some sort of way because they they failed so, so societal norms or the norms they have for themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: So so that that's that's the only reason why I bring it up really is to be like your initial attraction is going to be off your visual and so it's okay
1: yeah i mean i mean because you're just attracted to what you're attracted to until you know more like it's like you can you can walk in the mall it's like oh look at that ass and she turned around like oh oh
2: mm-hmm.
1: we've been there like we've seen the butterface you know like oh. it's it's,
2: <laughs>
1: it's i compare it to that like it's you're attracted to what you're attracted to until you have the full picture and when you have that full picture, you make then you make your decision. Then that 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 is what your decision is. But I think women don't come at me for that one. I mean, y'all hated me last week, so let's just keep it two weeks in a row. So,
2: all right. So, I will bring the show home with this uh, question, man. A few weeks ago, uh, Acon, the singer, said that black people in America should get over slavery. He said, you know, in Senegal, they've gotten over it. They rarely thinking about it unless they're on a tour or something like that. Other than that, they don't even think about it. They've moved on and that we need to move on. And then he further commented by saying that black people should leave America. We're never going to get reparations. The government has shown us that they don't care about us. So why stay here? Come somewhere to where you will no longer be the minority. You'll be the majority. You can control your own destiny. And I just wanted to get you guys thoughts on that, especially the first part, because he's not the first person I've heard say that. And he's not the, the first black person I've heard say that because white people say it all the time. But do you think we should just get over slavery? Is that holding us back? We should, but we can't.
1: It's so many things in life we should be able to do. You should be able to overcome this. You should be able to come on that. But it is what it is. The effects of slavery in the US and especially in the black community are shown daily. Like we 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 can't get over it. Like there's it we it's almost like that woman who's been in an abusive relationship. Move on, whatever the case may be, you've had good relationships. They wish they could get over it, but it's traumatizing. It's still affecting you. Daily. The fact that three men who are, you know, doing fairly successful in their careers and their lives and, you know, we still talk about the effects of slavery, systematic racism, all that falls into the same. Same place, it's like you can't get over slavery because slavery begot systematic racism or vice versa, like it's we're still stuck in that rut. Okay. Screw slavery. Let's talk about systematic racism. It doesn't. We're not talking about slavery every day. I don't talk about slavery. I, You know, I think we might have had a podcast or, or we were talking about the show uh Black AF. We're talking about this, too, is because of slavery. But this, too, because of slavery is because all the things that happened after. We're not talking about what happened during slavery. We're talking about the effects of the things that are happening today. where. There is w- white privilege. Black people are seen as a threat because of all the things that happened through over the, the the history of the U.S. because of where we came from the slavery. Senegal, the beauty of being in a foreign country is most foreign countries, I guess, are, I'll, and maybe I'm using this wrong, is a monochromatic. It's easy to kind of look past slavery when everybody or the majority of people look like you. It's easy to get over certain things when you are in the majority. Yes, it impacted Senegal. Yes, it impacted these places. But when you are in the majority, it's easier, not easy, but easier to get past those things. When we look up and we see, we're talking about these, uh, Confederate statues. We're talking about all these things where you have all these groups who talk about how they honor the people that fought to keep slavery going. Like that's a real conversation in the U S like, Hey, the fact that the president is not telling these groups to disband, like how do we just get over it when this stuff is thrown in your face daily? So Akon, I wish I could I understand where you're coming from, I guess but I wish it was that easy I I wish it was that easy
0: I don't get where you're coming from I, I don't shut your mouth Akon because <laughs> my thing is I'm not getting over it because it happened <laughs> it's still happening like you said first, systemic racism is still here I'm not going to just stop talking about it it's still affecting me today. So why would I stop talking about it? And no, I'm not going leaving Senegal or leaving America to go to Senegal because my forefathers built this country with the sweat of their brow, for, on free labor and the blood on their backs from being whipped in in the fields. And then you're going to say, oh, um, now that that's all out of the way, just leave and go to Senegal. No, I'm not. I'm going to fight. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to fight and I'm going to get equality for my people, whether it takes a generation, two generations, three generations. We're seeing movement. We're seeing that equality come slowly. But every generation post civil rights has gotten a little bit better. And even the Trump era. I think it was Van Jones that said, This is white supremacy's last breath. Like this is their white lash. This is them lashing out saying they will not replace us. And you see what's happening. There's this huge shift where people are starting to turn away from them. Black Lives Matter has a lot of support. We wouldn't have got that 10 years ago. We wouldn't have got that 15 years ago. So my thing is we are making strides and to just give up and walk away. It, it makes no sense. Acon. your company, you built it on the sweat of your brow. Let somebody come in and do a corporate takeover. You're just going to walk away from that company and be like, oh, well, you know, I lost that company. Let me just go try to make another one somewhere else. They'll appreciate me at this other company. Um, I'll just go do that. No, you're going to fight for it. And so that's what we're doing. We're continuing to fight off the legacy of our forefathers, and we're going to stay here. And we're going to continue to do that.
1: What if it's a losing fight, though?
0: I And that's the thing. I think if it was a losing fight, I at that point, I would be all on it with them. But I don't think it's a losing fight. We showed that it's not a losing fight. You know, there are people that, the the biggest fight that we have now isn't necessarily trying to get all black people out of poverty. The biggest thing that we have to do now is fight the assumptions and stereotypes because black men raise our kids. Black men are present in the home. There is no such thing as black on black crime. The welfare queen is a myth. So we have to get through the stereotypes. We are doing better and and we're continuing to do better. I mean, everybody likes to tout we had a black president that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. So We did have a black president. America elected a black president. That shows the growth that a lot of people are having. The electorate is having the shift in that. So Kamala Harris as the Democratic uh, vice president candidate, who's probably going to end up being the vice president. So not only blacks, but blacks and females are uh, doing uh, better now. So, yeah, it's not it's nowhere near a losing fight. We're doing so much better. And I'll just throw it out there. Black AF, you know, we talked and we dogged it a little while ago, but I went back and I I watched it. And it's actually really powerful when you're not looking for it to be a comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's actually really good. I, I, I thought
1: it was a pretty decent show.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good show when you're not looking forward to be a comedy. It has funny moments, but it's actually pretty deep because one of the episodes they talked about, uh, how black women had to decide whether they were going to be black or feminist because they, the civil rights movement and the feminist movement happened at the same time. Uh, and they had to choose, you know, being black. And so they missed out on the feminist movement. Like th- th- things like that is huge. And so I think the fight is is a, a valid fight and we're making strides. And so I, I definitely don't think it's it's a losing situation or, or you know, um, a fight that isn't going to go anywhere.
2: So I get why someone like Akon may say that, but I disagree with him and I agree with you, Rosie. I don't think it's so much a matter of getting over slavery. When we say uh, when we cite slavery, what we're really citing is racism, like racism is the umbrella which all the ills of this country fall under, including slavery, Jim Crow and everything else you can name. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a book called White Trash. Uh, I forgot. I forget the author's name, but it talks about how poor white people and poor black people were fighting together to get paid better or get compensated better uh in the in the first very first days of, of this country's settlement and how richer white people like race wasn't even a thing in, in Europe. Race didn't become a thing until America was founded and the richer white people was like, look, we gotta find a way to divide and conquer them. And they started pointing out race and that's why you had slavery and that's why you've had so many other things that followed. Because we're not so much talking about the slavery. We're talking about the racism because yes, slavery has been over for over 200 years, but what came right after slavery? You know, you had, you had Jim Crow, you had lynchings, you had the Klan just as recently as like a couple of years ago, you had like shady uh, house mortgage practices with companies like Wells Fargo. Like we get it in every type of uh, example, every industry. We get the short end of the stick, so it's not about getting over slavery. It's about combating racism. Racism is the reason why uh, we're held back on so many issues. We're seen as a threat in my profession as as, as a police officer. There are surveys. I've I, some of this is going to sound recycled, but there are surveys where officers. In the same scenario, they see a white suspect, they see a black suspect. The black suspect is always viewed as more dangerous, older, stronger, everything. Like they, they literally think that we're superheroes. And so that's why they have to use so much more force when it comes to us. So, again, I just want to keep saying it's not about getting over slavery, man. It's, it's racism. And that's what Akon does not get as far as leaving this country and move into another country. That's that's not easy for like, man. Hell, it's shoot. We all from Mobile. It's hard for some people to to move to Birmingham. Like you know what I'm saying. So you can't just to move to Sims, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, so... <laughs> you you
1: leave Pritchard, you leave Tomovil to move to freaking DIP Sims. You know Theodore, bro. Like oh, you
2: why are you moving way out there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, right. he's talking about. I mean, I mean, how many people we know that's never been here? never even been on a plane, Who, whose only out-of-town trips includes New Orleans or Atlanta. You're expecting to just pick up and fly to a country in Africa? Like, that's, that's not going to happen. We got to do what Razio said. We got to continue to fight the fight. Yeah, the government does not care. But we're going to make them care. We're going to continue to make them care. Okay, we're going to continue to make them elect. A Barack Obama. We're going to continue to make states like Massachusetts elect a Duval Patrick or my state, Virginia, elect um, Douglas Wilder. We're going to continue to make those strides. And, and you know, it, we may not see it in our lifetime, like King said in his final speech. We may not get there with you, but we're going to get there. And we just got to keep fighting. So disagree completely with um, Akon and you know, I do know it's a it's it's a thought that's shared by a lot of people, but I, I just disagree with it, man. We just got to keep fighting.
1: Yeah, I believe with this. I don't I don't like wholeheartedly agree with it. my things. I always try to take what people say and I see I try to see where they're coming from. I think his the way he worded it and everything's horrible. I don't see myself moving to Senegal or anything like that. But I always say, like, is there something I'm missing? And I've said this uh, numerous times, like I've, I've been around people being in sales. You learn, you meet people from different cultures. And the thing they all share is they have a, they have home field, they have a home court. So like almost home court advantage. We're watching NBA right now. And they're talking about the, the, the principles or advantages of home court advantage. We don't, we, we're, I feel like we're the only group in the U.S. that has no home court advantage. We don't have a place to go home. We don't have a place to go uh, rejuvenate, and if we don't go to some place like Senegal, but maybe we need to start partnering as a, a community with a a group where we have some allies, because we don't really, ha- unless I'm missing something.
2: We really don't have allies. And yeah, he, he was right about one thing. We ain't getting reparations. Like Amer- yeah, America is cool with reparations when we give it, when we gave it to what was the Japanese, the Civil, the Civil mm-hmm. Liberties Japanese Act for and, yeah, the internment, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jews it, for the Holocaust.
1: Oh,
0: whoa, wait a minute.
1: We need to. They don't want to admit that yeah, phone they, exactly. can, they can't admit that's great, that's America's greatest sin. Yeah. And so. I,
0: I, I just think it's just the cost. They, they're just not going to pay that. That's really what it comes but down to. That
1: that also it makes them realize they have to accept that America was built on the blood, sweat, and tears of slaves. Yeah. They have to admit that there's white privilege. They have to admit that they have an advantage because of this. Yeah, and and,
0: and, and it would it would give up a lot of their power to if they yes, gave reparations. Yes. I mean, a lot, just not, when, just a lot of that privilege goes away when you give a lot of people money
1: because once you start when you open up that that Pandora's box it's going to be more than just a check it's going to be the the legal system It's going to be sh- it's going to show or shine a light on a, how white privilege has decimated or put the black community in a constant pitfall like so i don't know i just don't think it's going to happen my thing is the only reason i was looking at him I was like is there something I can take from this? Like, yeah, it would be great to get over. Slavery like, move on and let's move on. Get over it. They're not going to, not get over like it happened. It's more like get being upset about slavery ain't going to do because these motherfuckers are about to. They ain't, they ain't about to get over it. Or they not, they're not about to help. And coming to Senegal was more so like, hey, dude, you, you can have an ally over here. You got people that want you to come over here and be with you and support you. But you're you're, you know, you're, you're stuck at that debt. Like it could be seen as like a deadbeat job. Like, yeah, you put in twenty years, but you have a company that appreciates you over here. Yeah, you can retire your jersey as an American citizen, but at the same time, this person wants to pay you, give you your, you know, make you a franchise player and really appreciate what you've done. So maybe you don't we don't we don't accept the trade, but maybe we need to pick a different strategy and start finding allies that appreciate us and we can start building into the you know, maybe the black dollar shouldn't circulate in America. Maybe it should circulate in Senegal or some of these African countries. That's a subject for another day, but it just made my the wheels start turning and um, I'm going I'm to move on. Any other th- thoughts on that, fella? fellas? All right. Yeah. I take that as a no. So we're about to close out the show. What do you have for us?
0: Uh, for me, I just want to shout out new podcast alert for, uh, off safety podcast. My homie Lenny started a a podcast and, and, uh, I think they're on like episode eight or nine and it's pretty good. So I I want you guys go check that out. It's those boys are hilarious. So, um, shout out to the cues that's, that's doing all the the new podcasts. And, uh, the other thing I wanted to throw out there is this episode actually is going to drop. On uh, my anniversary. So again, I, I, I'm sorry if I keep bringing up Jenica listeners, but um, you know, it, it's it's our anniversary. So happy anniversary, babe. I, I'll be feeling it. it. It's so I was thinking about Karate Kid and you know how Mr. Miyagi and even uh, Jackie Chan. Uh He beats up that car on his anniversary after, you know, his wife died and everything like that. I was like, well, go get me a car, beat up a car, get drunk and beat up a car, <laughs> like <laughs> trying to figure out what I wanted to do for the anniversary. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I don't know what I'm going to do. But, um, you know, with that being said, I just want to shout out again, the the best 10 years of my life. And, and I appreciate you for it. So, you know, happy anniversary regardless. So, so first, uh
2: happy anniversary to you, brother. First off, uh, happy anniversary to you and Jen. Uh, first question actually took my parting shot, and I was just going to say, uh, I do realize, you know, we talked about it in the show. Twenty twenty is a tough year for pretty much everyone, whether you you lost a job or whether. You have a job, but they're not willing to work with you on child care because your school, your kid may not be going to school. They may be doing it virtually, which means you need to stay home. But your job doesn't understand that can be stressful. Lost loved ones. Not only that, you couldn't be with them in their final moments because hospitals wasn't allowing visitors in there, only patients. So it's just a lot going on, man. And I know sometimes it seems like we dwell on that. But um. Kind of like what first questions, uh, you know, post us as far as celebrating good news. I do want you to try to reflect on what good is happening to you. The fact that you're alive, if you're alive and breathing and well, and you're not sick right now, especially this year, more than ever, that's something to celebrate. If you've gotten that 2% raise that Razio mentioned, that's something to celebrate. If your kid graduated last year, or if this is their senior year, That's something to celebrate. So more than ever this year, celebrate the smallest of victories if you have to, because the three of us, each one of us have lost someone that we grew up with, that we knew, or that was a very important part of our lives. And we started this year having no idea that they wouldn't finish this year with us. And that's tragic, man. So please, by all means, celebrate that. Because it sounds cliche as fuck, but tomorrow is not promised to none of us, motherfuckers. So please celebrate, 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 man. God bless y'all.
1: Appreciate that, Buff. That was a perfect segue into how I'm going to end this show. Um, while you're celebrating people, make a plan. And you know, not only make a plan, make a deadline. Um, I think that's something that... We 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 suffer with is we we have it a goal we have plans to do stuff but especially these things that are life changing give yourself some deadlines if it's getting insurance health insurance getting a will done getting all this give yourself a deadline and don't give yourself more time because tomorrow is not promised like Buff said and you don't know what the future holds. And I would hate for you to find yourself in a bad situation just because you thought you can do it next week. So create these deadlines as you're celebrating your wins, just make sure that you're setting yourself up for uh, success moving forward. So once again, if you don't have life insurance, call, reach out, go on the internet and find your plan. If you don't have health insurance, not just for yourself, for your family, for your kids, for, for whoever may need it. You know, it's, it's not promised. So um, celebrate, make a plan. Happy anniversary, rising Jin, man. Uh, I'm there for you. Call me if you need me. We love you guys. Once again, Three Brothers No Sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you next week.